0: Welcome to the journey of uncovering who you are meant to be. I'm Rachel Weaver, your jack-of-all-trades manifesting generator that will light the way. In this space, we'll explore what authenticity means so that you can wake up every single day saying, oh my god, I love who I am. Buckle up, my friends, because we're in for a wild ride as we decondition what the world has told us to be so that our soul can rest in who we're meant to be. Your soul has a message for the world, and this is where we find the gold and let her shine bright. You're in the right place if you wanna build a business on the foundation of your authentic self. Let's go be you, babe. How can we make sales calls an actually enjoyable process? Today, I am really, really excited to bring an interview to you today all about selling as service and how to create a journey for a client in the sales conversation that ultimately leads to more people booking your coaching packages. So really, really excited. Um, Welcome to the Be You, Babe podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Weaver. Check the like and subscribe and do all the things... Drop a comment. Um, Today's conversation is with Michelle Rockwood, and she is a just a magician when it comes to sales. And she wrote a book. Um, I'll put that down in the show notes. But this conversation is going to be fantastic if you have sales conversations with people um, or if you want to sell high ticket. She's like I said, she's magic. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Oh my gosh, Michelle, let's do this. Let's have a conversation about this. This is so good. (laughs) You were talking about frameworks and frameworks for selling. Um, I'm a huge proponent of frameworks in your messaging because it does. It gives you bumpers, as you called it, um, to what you're doing. So you don't get distracted because that's a huge thing is shiny object syndrome of people jumping from one structure to another, trying to figure out what works for them and not, not never finding the thing that actually does work for them. So tell me about how you put a framework and parameters around selling and selling authentically. Rachel, when I was listening to your podcast
1: and what, first off, your podcast is amazing. So if this is the first episode anyone is listening to, go back. Your voice is just so relaxing, and uh, I love to put in the, the headphones and listen to it um, before I go to bed. <laughs> I to set up because it's just so soothing and so like it just makes you feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And one thing you're you're talking about here is is the framework for the sales page. And I think mm-hmm. if I remember correctly from past episodes, mm-hmm. it's a different framework depending on your human design. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And that really resonated with me when I heard that because a sales call and your framework, we don't use scripts, but a framework really needs to be in alignment with you.
0: Mm, It does. It does.
1: And if you knew your human design, that is actually perfect because that can help
0: me or you
1: figure out how and what framework works best for you. For example, a projector loves to be invited in. Am I right? To leave a yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. He love to be invited in. They're, they love to go to a party, but they want, you know, Sally to say, hey, come on in. Come on over mm-hmm. to the party. And then they're all in. But they need mm-hmm. that little invitation. And so we're thinking about that on a sales call. And we won't get into too many details into how you create that framework it's really, really important. They're going to want to and feel comfortable saying something more like, hey, would you like to tell me the pricing and how you can get started working with me? That might feel more aligned for them mm-hmm. to ask in a certain way. Or maybe they don't even say that as a projector. They might just wait for the client to invite them. That mm-hmm. might be more of a projector. Is, am I right? Where they'd wait for the client to say, hey, tell me more. And then they'd happily share.
0: Yeah. You say for projectors, I'm always like you're kind of cultivating the environment so that the client wants to ask for your help, right? You're almost positioning yourself as like, hey, I have an answer over here. Like, you're welcome to ask more, jump in, but I'm not going to shove it down your throat. This is an environment to support you. Um, So, yeah, exactly. It's like creating, asking the right questions so that they're inviting themselves, essentially.
1: And for me, and you know more about my human design than I do, that actually feels a little bit too late in the conversation. If I wait until the client says, hey, tell me more. What's the price? How can I move forward? I like and it feels more in alignment for me to say, hey, here's the point in which X, Y and Z. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and you're a generator. So you're uh, there's that uh, sacral energy there. So you asking questions leading up, like even right in the beginning, like um, asking a yes or no question of, you know, are you wanting to create X, Y, Z? And they're like, God, yes, this is what I want to do. You're like, awesome. Well, do you think you'd want to do it in this way? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. That's what I want to do. And you're like, all right, great. Like I have the perfect solution for you. (laughs) It's hilarious. That's almost exactly how my sales calls went today. (laughs) It was a very good day. (laughs) That's the generator. Like you're asking those yes or no questions and really working with your sacral and being pulled by your sacral in the conversation. Um, I So, Michelle, you wrote a book and I want everybody to know about this book because it is so good. I've known you for like four years now. I think it's four years now. Five years, something like that. Crazy. And every time we talk about sales, I learn something from you every single time, always. You inspire me so much. And then you go off and write a book about how you do sales and how you do it in such an authentic way. And I think everyone, everyone needs to read it. I'm going to put it in the show notes to like go get your copy, but it's um, joyful selling and so good. You talk the first chapter, you talk about your own experience with a therapist and how that therapist just left you hanging. And I feel like that is such a common thing with coaches is leaving their clients hanging. And then the coach themselves starts to feel down on themselves and like how they feel like they're not doing a good enough job or their offer is not good enough or they're not good enough. Um, talk a little bit about that and how how can we lead people through a conversation that feels good for both parties? Um But then also serves in a really big way and powerful way.
1: Well, something that you said there, it makes you feel uh, and you leave the conversation, right? Going, oh, what could I have said? What could I have done? Yeah. And how we feel about leading up to the sales conversation and how we feel during and after really, really matters, especially for so many of us coaches who are so empathic. Mm -hmm. And we feel deeply and we take it really, really personal. And oftentimes, we don't love sales up until now. (laughs) And so as a result, we don't learn how to do it properly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you host a proper embodied sales conversation, you really are bringing somebody through a journey. And so you leave that conversation having supported them around making a decision that has nothing to do with you. It's a yes or a no. Do they want to get support on this thing? And you help them take those next steps going forward. So when you know, right, and as a coach, we know this. So we know if a, if a coaching conversation went awry, we're skilled enough to know that maybe we let the client get into story too much. Or maybe mm-hmm. we didn't take command of the call. Or a, a common thing we we're talking about therapists is perhaps we let them dive into something that should have been supported by a therapist. Mm-hmm. And we know when we get off of that conversation as a coach, we go, Gosh, I'm not going to do that again. But we don't take it personally because we're trained in the conversation, yeah, And so to not be trained in the sales conversation is silly, and to hope for a result it, you know, is is really silly. <laughs> yeah. So when you understand. The journey that you're bringing a client through, it's really, really supportive. It's really loving and mm-hmm. it's a kind, joyful experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's its such a joyful experience. I know that when I forget to do some of the framework pieces, I have 100% gotten on calls with people that just talk your ear off. And then they're like, wait, I don't understand what you do. Tell me what you do. Like, I haven't talked yet.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. And that is, Entirely your fault, right? With love. Yep, entirely. Because it's our job to take command yeah. of the call. Yep. I do the same thing. Um, I know we use the same sales call framework, right? And I pull it out when I've had a few sales calls that didn't go well. And I remind myself, I actually yeah. still have it on every single sales call. Um, because it's easy to get distracted and want to skip steps. I yep. often just go, all right, let's just, you know, let me tell you what I do. Here we go. And I haven't brought that client Mm. um, on a journey of their own. And it's not fair to them to say, hey, do you want to spend this money without bringing them through the decision making process?
0: Yeah. And it truly makes such a huge difference when you bring them through that journey. When you get to talking about money, it's not it doesn't feel as icky. It feels like it's an act of service. We're exchanging this energy them with money you with your time and your expertise and it feels like an energetic exchange instead of just hey give me your money and we'll do a coaching thing.
1: Rachel you know how nope. you spoke about you know how you spoke about um, it feeling the framework and coaches feeling yucky and tell me if, if this is the case but I'm guessing that when your clients use a framework that's not in align line with with them, no matter what they do to try to squish themselves into that framework, it just doesn't work. It falls short. Yep. And that's the same with the sales conversation. So, so often we're taught by a man with a masculine energy, and this isn't about genders, but it is about the feminine and masculine sales energy. And we're trying to fit ourselves into somebody else's box. We're trying to do what was told we should do, how we should act, how we should show up. And no matter what, no matter if you follow their method perfectly, you're never going to fit into that box and it's always going to fall short. So that alignment on that, that framework for the sales page and the sales conversation, it has to
0: be yours. hmm It does. It does. And so much, I mean, we started to touch on this, but like the sales conversation influencing your sales page and I I talk a lot about when especially when I'm working one on one that we have to think about the whole journey that someone's going through from reading your content to landing on your sales page to what are they doing on that sales page if it is buying straight into the program or maybe if it's going to a sales call then what information do they need to know on that page before they get to the sales call and how can we make this journey as enjoyable as heartfelt and Um, allowing the client to feel seen and heard through the whole process. So then when they get on the call, they're so present to be there, excited to be there, excited to talk about whatever you're going to be talking about. And honestly, to be sold to at that point, too. If they're on a call, they want to be sold to. They want what you're offering.
1: Yes. (laughs) Rachel, I remember the first sales page that I wrote, and you helped me write with a lot of assistance. And every single person who would come to that page was like, oh, my God, you get me. You understand (laughs) me 100 percent because it was as if you ripped out my heart and soul and helped me put it on that page. And just thinking about it, like I get emotional. It was so me. It was so the raw emotion. It's still up. You guys can go check it out. (laughs) I think it's (laughs) still up, (laughs) SisterhoodRising.com. I leave it up as an example of awesomeness. Um, as the first program that I sold. And it sold out right away. And the lives yeah. that were changed from that program
0: was mm-hmm.
1: still to the, like, somebody moved across country, people left job, Like, it was so yes. amazing. And it all started with that sales page. And I had spoken to real people before writing that page, right, on that. Yeah. Page.
0: And that's really key, too, is that you had those conversations with people, prior to writing so that you could speak to them and get right in their head feeling like, oh my God, are you reading my diary? Like, (laughs) Yes. Yes. And more than one person
1: said that. And that's what you want good copy to feel like. Mm -hmm. I always use this example, like you want to write as if when they're in the shower and they're thinking about something and they open up that Facebook and they go, (laughs) oh my God, how did they they know I was thinking about that in the shower? You want (laughs) to get that intimate with your clients yeah. And you get that on those those heart centered sales calls where you dive deep. People tell me things they've never told their spouse and they sometimes haven't even admitted to themselves. Yeah. I think that's really special when they have this off thought and they admit something to you, to themselves that they desire, that mm-hmm. they is only in their dreams, right? And mm-hmm. that they've only whispered to themselves and that's a really beautiful thing to help somebody say that out loud and express what they desire.
0: Oh my gosh, it's huge. And I mean, there's so few places that we can truly say our desires out loud and feel safe doing that. And to be in a sales call and say that's a safe place to do it? Oh my god. Yeah.
1: It yeah. really is. And I'm I wrote this book on, you know, a mission to to change that. Because the sales conversation is about part of how we serve clients. That sales page writing is a part of how you serve clients. And it's not optional that it resonate with them and that it's this life changing experience that helps them move forward in some way.
0: Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of coaches telling me um, that they just want to do their work, they just want to show up and have people ready to do the work. <laughs>
1: this is a part of your work.
0: <laughs> Thank this you. This is
1: a part of your work and this is yeah. a part of how you serve clients. Yeah. And I'm sorry that your coach certification program didn't teach you that, Yeah. but now the onus is on you. It is your yeah. job to fill in that gap and to make sure that you serve your clients because yeah. how you set yourself up in the sales conversation, just like even on that sales page too, it, you're, you're sharing with the client how they're going to treat themselves, how they're going to treat you, mm-hmm. how they're going to show up on those calls. Mm-hmm. And you're laying the foundation for a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. If you're, you're not selling, I say in my book, right, you're not selling trinkets or toilet plungers. You can use any process you want for that. Coaching <laughs> is a different sort of sales process Yeah, where you're hanging out,
0: right? Oh, yeah. Sometimes
1: for six months. Yeah, and so you better as heck set your client up with fierce boundaries. You don't want any missed mm-hmm. payments. You want them to show up mm-hmm. right on time. You want them to do the work, and that setting that expectation starts in that sales yeah. call, that forty-five yeah. minute
0: call. Oh my god, it it so does. It sets all those boundaries, and I think the thing that I talk about too is that when you really dive in and write your sales page really well, and ha- understand what you need to do in that sales conversation. You get so intimate with what you're offering and intimate understanding who this is for that I think it, it changes the energy of how you want to show up and how you want, how do you want to sell it on social media even, right? It changes how um, excited you are because you're like, God, this program is amazing. That's what I want. Like I, when I write someone else's sales page, I end up writing it and I'm like, do I need this program? I feel like I should be signing up for this. It's so good. Yes. That's how you yes, should yes. feel about your offer and the container that you're putting out there. And if you feel that way about it, I think it takes a lot of the anxiety about showing up and doing the thing. I, what I heard in what you said was you really find out what you don't want to do, mm-hmm. who you don't want
1: to work with as yeah. well. Yeah, And that's when those boundaries come up and you can call that out. This yeah. book, Joyful Selling, is not for everyone. Absolutely not, right? It is for heart-centered coaches that want to sell and work in complete alignment and care as much about how they make money, right? And yes. All of it. And that's the same thing in the sales page, right? Who are my ideal clients and who is not? And I call you mm-hmm. out. Get out of here. Get out of here. Let me
0: save you time. Like, that's, yeah. that's nice, right? Let me save you time and energy. Yeah, it saves everybody time and energy. I mean, we, even when you look at the, like, big ticket coaches, like you've worked with Laura Wick, um, I'm thinking, like, uh, oh, who are some of the other, like, big names? Um, Oh, now I'm drawing a complete blank, but... The Life Coach School and... The Coach School, like, mm -hmm. like, all those... They believe without a shadow of a doubt the amazingness that's in their container. And they will talk about it all day long and tell you everything that you need to know because they believe in it that much. And I feel like so many new coaches are lack that confidence. And while I understand like you you do need to have a little bit of experience to get some of that confidence. But I think if you come out of the gate and you know exactly what you want to offer and you come out and you know who you want to work with and how you even if it's just this is what I want to do now, I'm willing to pivot in six months. Yeah. You know, it doesn't
1: have to be perfect. This isn't it the doesn't last have time. To be
0: perfect. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to sell this. And the, this is what I love to tell people too is like sell it two or three times, see how it goes change, pivot, then do it again, like rein- not re- completely reinvent the wheel, but shift what needs to shift. Maybe it's the client, maybe it's the boundaries, whatever. Um, and pivot until you finally get that piece, that container, that's everything that you want it to be. I probably spent entirely too long on that initial sales
1: page with you, right? I'm sure I spent like 60 hours when I should have spent 20. And that's right. It felt like the very last thing I would ever create in my entire coaching career. And then six Mm. months later, I was at an event and they were like, what? I stood up and I started talking about sales and there was a line out the door and I was like, oh, I think you coaches need some help around this. And I pivoted, right? Because my niche found me when I Mm. stepped into something amazing But wasn't my life's destiny. Right. I Mm -hmm. I didn't know the sales coaching thing existed and that people needed help around this. I I didn't know. And you don't know what you don't know. so You just have to get started.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you do. You just have to take that first step. And honestly, I think um, so many of us, we think we don't realize that our gifts are our gifts either. Yes. We just, yes. you are so naturally good at selling. You don't even realize this is a problem for majority of people. I had no idea. Yes. I had no idea that people struggled with this. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. And same with, with writing. I'm like, this isn't that hard. Like, how do you struggle with it? It's right. Everybody has their own talent and gift. And sometimes we don't even see our own talent and gift. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. And when you get started, it people will come to you and you'll find it. Mm
0: -hmm. They do. You start putting yourself out there and you pivot and you keep changing. It just, it evolves. It finds you. It really does. Yeah. You
1: talked about that evidence that you need. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as your human design goes, Mm -hmm. um, and it's just as far as how you work, some people will need that evidence and other people will be able to move boldly forward. So in sales, I say, go get it. Do whatever you need. And so for me, I need evidence and I need proof that whatever I'm selling, because I sell really high ticket, Mm -hmm. works and it must feel in full alignment and I need to experience it for myself um, Mm -hmm. in order for me to sell it. And so whatever that evidence is that your brain needs, maybe it's just one client and bringing them through a program. Uh, So whatever, you know, or some people can just go right to the sales page and, and move forward with that but you definitely need that confidence to have a little bit of experience in order to take that next step and feel confident the words flow out of your mouth with ease
0: yeah yeah and i think i mean a lot of women fall into that camp of needing evidence or honestly just because i think out of integrity out of we're women we don't want to screw anyone over we don't want to um scam anyone i feel like anybody everybody has been scammed in some way shape or form in their life and we don't want to be that right so that that fear almost holds us back from putting anything out there or taking those steps um when really we just need to just take a little step you can find something that that feels good that you know you can deliver on and go do it i love the rules of three and so i
1: go great help three clients and Mm. then stop you know, so really to kind of put a parameter yeah. around it. So it's not like, oh, well, I'm going to coach for two years and then I'll go ahead and create my sales page. After you've brought three people through a container of support, whether that's one month so, or three months, you're really ready to take the next step and start putting
0: together some material for your clients. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. hundred percent. That. Yeah. yeah three I people. always have a rule of
1: three people tell me to do something I do. Three people yeah. told me to write a book. They're like, "God, you need it in the same week." I was like, I'm "Doing it <laughs> immediately." When the third person told me, I I
0: I move forward. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, uh, what do you see? Do you feel like the sales call is absolutely necessary as a new coach, or do you think that? Um, because I, there's like one of two camps. There's the people that are like, yes, do sales calls. They're absolutely necessary. And then there's the camp of, no, I can sell without a sales call. Um, And if my container is good enough, I can sell it without a sales call. If your copy you is good enough, you can <laughs> sell without a sales call. <laughs> exactly. If you have a damn good copy, <laughs> you, you better know.
1: hire Rachel immediately. So it is... Um, The conversion rate between a sales page and a phone call is hands down the phone call Mm -hmm. every time. Mm -hmm. So your copy needs to be incredible. Now, your copy still needs to be really good to move people onto that sales call. Um, But to actually convert them, to get somebody to take out a credit card and make a large payment... Now, if you're going to have them maybe pay $50 to book a sales call with you, you know, we're Mm. in some sort of consultation. That's one thing. But far and away, easier, something you can do right now is have that sales conversation and sell to your inner circle. Everyone I teach should sell to your inner circle first. Yeah. Get those three clients through your client coaching partnership. Now you have that evidence, you know, oh, I hated working with moms. They were the worst. Or I loved them. They were amazing. I want moms with new babies, you know, Um, and you get that experience and then you write that sales page. So hands Mm down, it's easier and less expensive to sell with a sales call. A sales page is going to require traffic Mm -hmm. and you aren't going to have the kinds of traffic coming through unless you're running ads that can Mm -hmm. really give you quick data. So the sales... Yeah, a sales um, page to get someone to book a call is an ideal first step for a new coach. Um, inner circle. Inner circle first, then moving on to that sales page where you can get cold audience to book that sales call with you
0: for sure. If, and I feel I already know the answer, but I want to talk about it. Um, what do you think are three things that need to be on that sales page? If someone has a sales page going to a, a sales call... What are three things that need to be on that sales page in order to really set the foundation for the sales call, to really make sure that they're getting the right people to the sales call, all of those things?
1: Yeah. Well, I have um, a chapter, no surprise.
0: (laughs) So surprise. Enjoyful Selling,
1: calling (laughs) setting yourself up for success. And we actually implemented this. I sell high ticket. Spoiler alert. And... (laughs) We implemented one of the things that I teach in this chapter, and today's the first day, but everyone showed up ready to buy, credit card in hand, somewhere early. So it's called, yes, setting yourself up for success, and it's the most inexpensive, effective thing that you can do. And this is starting to set yourself up as the expert, setting these fierce boundaries for your clients. And I'd have Mm -hmm. to turn it back to you as to how you can integrate this into your sales page, but I'll give you a few of them. And one is right away, when you go to click on the calendar link for book a call, Mm -hmm. you have limited availability. Mm -hmm. So this, and Rachel can help you put the verbiage of, you know, scarcity into the sales page in a way that feels really aligned. And a lot of times new coaches say, well, I'm totally available. Isn't that kind of a lie to say that I'm not? Mm -hmm. You have a life, okay? And that is a part Mm -hmm. of your sales process, taking a run, going to yoga, picking up Mm -hmm. the kids. The rest of your life, you need to schedule that in. Limit your availability to three days. It's in Mm -hmm. service to the client. It helps them make a decision for themselves as well. Because if the whole month is open. They're going to look at the whole month and get overwhelmed and then click on. So Rachel can help you integrate that in. And then the other two things that I'll share really briefly is right away you have a questionnaire that you should have for your sales call booking process. And these words, Rachel can help you figure out exactly what this questionnaire should be. But this sets the stage and helps them understand how they should show up what Mm -hmm. they should expect on that call Mm -hmm. and a little bit about you Mm -hmm. and based on your human design, based on how you work is how you're going to want to set this up. But it's so important. I actually booked um, someone reached out to me and they asked me to get on their podcast. I didn't know the person very well. And I was like, okay. So I started clicking through. By the time I was done with their form, their form to book a call, I was so excited. I started listening to the podcast. I could not wait to get on. I could see exactly why this person had reached out to me. And you bet your butt I'm going to show up looking good with my camera on, ready to go. That person set the stage for an amazing experience. That's what you do on your pre-sale page. Mm -hmm. That's what you do in the system that you book your Mm -hmm. call with.
0: Love that. And actually yeah. just went through with a one-on-one client setting up her form to her sales calls. And it was the same thing. We went through every single question and really set the tone for what this container was and what she expected of the people that came into it and how she was going to support them. And it was, oh, yeah, it's so good. And it does set the stage and the foundation. Absolutely. It's
1: magic and that's right. Yeah. It's free and available yeah. to everyone right now. Like, you don't need to pay for that. Like, it's well, a cutie or whatever it is. Calendly, like $18 a month. Yeah. Yes. It's so simple to do. And I'm sure you have examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would, I'm curious as to what you came up with that, with that gal. How fun.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we talked a lot about um, It's high ticket. It's really high ticket. So how can we make sure that we're pulling those people in and that can not only want to send that kind of money, but are excited to spend that kind of money and how that support is going to be. And I, it was, um, yeah. It, it, and she's a generator as well. So it was a lot of leading them through questions, yes or no things. Um, but then ultimately it was just, it was a journey. It's taking them on a journey, just like you do on the sales call.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're helping, you're helping prep them and calm down their central nervous system, right? So it's not, hey, great, yeah. this is a $20,000 program. None of the breadcrumbs along the way, which is exactly what you're doing, is leaving breadcrumbs. Yeah. Hint towards that. Yeah. And you're no going to get idea. a lot. You'll get Yes. So shocked. if she's getting the money <laughs> objection, right, which she's not going to get because people knew they got those hints. Yes. Yep. And that saved her... It just is a snowball effect, too, because now people enroll on those calls because they feel amazing. Now Mm -hmm. she walks away feel amazing. She writes a post about herself feeling amazing. She writes an email with this amazing aligned energy, and it just snowballs from there. But if she didn't have that copy down, if she didn't have, she'd get misaligned clients. She'd push an offer. She'd feel stressed and sad. Mm -hmm. Mm her Mm -hmm. posts the next day
0: would be sad and it would have
1: another (laughs) snowball effect.
0: It's so length 40. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It really, the energy feeds on itself and creates the momentum. So if you can set yourself up in the beginning for positive momentum, like it's just going to snowball. It's just going to keep on building and more and more people that are right for you are going to find you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. that Oh, my what are you, like, I know that you have your book and you're working one-on-one for um, sales call coaching, right?
1: Um, I am not working with one-on-one clients anymore, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, Oh my
0: gosh. I
1: am. I'm working at a higher level now only with sales teams and I work inside of coach certification programs. So mm-hmm. that is amazing. And mm-hmm. as far as individual coaches go, they can now learn my five steps to choice on their own yeah. at the right play- price. I'm actually, um, everybody can save several thousand dollars this year by coming in <laughs> and, and learning more about it. But it's, yeah, I really, through my book writing, actually mm-hmm. went, how can I feel amazing mm-hmm. every single day? How can I support this community of coaches Brand new coaches mm-hmm. that needs help at a price that feels amazing to them and gets them to
0: their next level. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's just wonderful. Oh, Michelle, I love this because I feel like um, it's again, it's either like all high ticket stuff or all low ticket, and I mean, we all do want to serve and have the impact on as many people as possible, but not everyone can afford the high ticket or right. Um, or the thousands and thousands of dollars to coaching programs. So the fact that you've wrote this book that has your heart and soul has everything that you need in it to do a really great job. Um, while you are off and making such an impact in other people's programs and helping so many coaches, I, I just love it. I think that's beautiful.
1: Love it. Thank you. Now there's no excuse, right? Everybody no, the a dollar book. There is no excuse and. This book will get you so far as a new coach. You know, it's for coaches, but spoiler alert, it's amazing for anyone who's selling any type of service. It will really help you rethink how you set up the sales call, how you invite your clients to show up, the verbiage Mm -hmm. and language you're using, not following up, right? It just little (laughs) things that just go against the grain that are so fun and really effective as well
0: yeah and actually i'm taking a copy to my acupuncturist friend um yeah she she's talking about selling packages i was like oh you need to read michelle's book to make this tiny shift this little tiny shift yeah absolutely yeah i love it well thank you so much for coming on the show michelle i just every time we have a conversation about sales i learn something and you're amazing in your energy and um just your heart for this topic and sharing your knowledge so thank you so much Thank you, thank you for having me. You serve so many people through your podcast alone and I can't wait to keep listening. Thanks, Michelle. Oh, that was amazing, wasn't it? If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, write a review, it helps to get the word out. And if you wanna dive in deeper to what authentic comfy and messaging is for you, then please visit rachelweaver.com where there's guides and templates and more options for one-on-one copywriting, all specific to you and your energy. I thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Be you, babe.